Bang! What's up, y'all? I'm Nick, a senior writer over here at Sports Pack 12, and this is going to be our mailbag question segment. So I'll be answering the questions you sent in here in a podcast format, and if you'd like a written response, send them over to fellow senior writer and Dane Miller. And so in all seriousness, I have a lot of fun answering these questions. They take my research and my thinking all over the conference. And one point I want to reiterate is I'm just like you. I'm a Pac-12 fan, so in all seriousness, we're one and the same. We may cheer for different schools, but hey, we're all Pac-12 fans in the end. We're very similar. So from down south to the Arizona schools, to up north to the Washington schools, to east out in Utah and Colorado, we got Oregon and Cali in between. And in our entirety, we make up the Pac-12 conference. And even though we compete against each other during the year, let's come together for this podcast and have a heck of a lot of fun. So without further ado, let's get to today's question. And thanks for tuning in as always. Today's question is in and it's from Samuel in Whittier, California. He asks, when I was a kid, and then in parentheses, I'm 64. USC and UCLA were always tough. If you told me back then that the Pacific Northwest schools would beat down the LA schools in the 2000s, I would have laughed my ass off. What the hell happened? So again, the question from Samuel, Whittier, California. When I was a kid, USC and UCLA were always tough. If you told me back then that the Pacific Northwest schools would beat down the LA schools in the 2000s, I would have laughed my ass off. What the hell happened? First off, Samuel, I'm glad that you swore in this question today. I ended Wednesday's mailbag response with a freestyle rap in which I accidentally swore. I think you got me off the hook, Sam. You the man. You the man for that one for sure. And in regards to the actual question, it's a Friday. People probably either want to grab a drink or spend some time with family. So let's get straight to it today. In my usual format, I have three reasons for y'all that should give you a clear picture of what level the playing field between the LA and Pacific Northwest schools. So first reason here, recruiting is so much more widespread now. Back in the day, local recruits, and in particular for this question, SoCal and LA recruits, probably stayed home to play ball at a much higher rate than they did in the current era. There's a couple different factors here at play. When you were growing up, recruiting was much, excuse me, when you were growing up, recruiting was likely more reliant on word of mouth and information from scouts and coaches in and around the program. So like... Well, the elite five-star recruits that SoCal had back then got attention from big-time college programs. You really had to be the cream of the crop to get a high-level scout or coach to fly cross-country or even cross-conference to come see you. And since SoCal has always had some of the best football recruits in the country and still does to this day, the LA schools will load up on elite players from around the region who may have not garnered the national attention. So very solid players in their own right, but just not the cream, cream, cream of the crop. And essentially, this allowed local schools in LA and SC to stock up on the abundance of local talent. This will lead to USC and UCLA to get a plethora of what would now be considered four-star recruits, which will build up a roster real quickly. If you're getting all the local talent plus two or three of those elite players, you're going to be a dominant force in conference. Stacking up on four-star recruits can prove a very viable option to winning football. However, now, all the coaches from around the Pac-12 need to do is go to 247sports.com and the top recruits are laid out right in front of them, right in front of their freaking eyes. And if they want a little bit more detail, then click over to YouTube or Huddle and watch the players highlight reel. This is a huge benefit for schools like UW and Oregon because now they can find players who likely would have committed locally back in the day and essentially bring them into their schools. 
This spreads the vast majority of SoCal's athletic talent throughout the conference, and not just at the elite Pacific Northwest schools. Like, for example, schools like WCU have a handful of recruits from the SoCal region, and that likely would have occurred at a much less frequent rate than back in the day. So, on to point number two here, the specialization of scouting. So now that schools like UW and Oregon know about the SoCal recruits, how do they get in contact with them? Easy. I mean, real easy. Fly down one of their specialized scouts, recruiters, personal trainers, nutritionists, university math teacher to sell the kid in the school. Back in the day, it was a lot, lot simpler. You likely had a scout or maybe an assistant coach who would travel down and try to win over mom. And most of them probably the same classic spiel will take care of your son, make sure he's well fed, finish his schoolwork on time, and do everything within our power to determine the best man he can be. Then if they're lucky, they can invite the commit to campus and they'd have upperclassmen take them out. And you already know what that means. Get them drunk, show them around, and introduce them to a couple of co-eds. And come on, y'all. Don't act like that's never happened before. We've all watched He Got Game, and there's a lot of truth behind it, even till this day. However, in the modern era, kids have more options. They're probably more likely to know what they're looking for. It could seriously be a number of different things. It could be a specific academic program, a secular university, a particular region of the country, national exposure, small town atmosphere, jersey color, or seriously, any varying factor as big or little as you can possibly imagine. With the increased range of personnel and athletic departments, they can literally pinpoint this kid's interests and tailor their pitch around the recruit's personality. This allows high-level preps to essentially go where they want based off their interests and not just local necessity. Maybe, hey, for all we know, maybe the kid is the next Goodwill Hunting and wants to solve math proofs, and football is just a way to receive a free education. Math now <laughs> may not be the interest of all players, but, what, but whatever it is, the New Age Athletic Department likely is someone their personnel who can appeal to the student-athlete's interests in a much more detailed manner than back in the day. This essentially leads to further spreading a local talent around the conference and even the nation. Which brings you to my final point here, and that's going to be the interconnected the interconnectivity of the world. This obviously transcends sports. We're going to use it in the sporting realm today. Recruits now have access to communicate with other elite preps from around the country in many, many different ways. Social media is the obvious one. I think we all know that. But seriously, in this day and age, you can feel like you know somebody without ever actually meeting face-to-face. There's Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and many other social media platforms that allows elite players to connect and potentially sway each other on what school to commit to. There's also many different camps, all-star games, and other outside events that allows preps to interact with each other in person after they've likely already linked on social media. And the best example I can give here, just look at the NBA. It feels like all the young players grew up playing against each other in AAU games and are already buddies before they even hit the league. And this is not how it used to be. Granted, the major All-American games are still around, but bottom line is this allows recruits to discuss with one another beforehand and decide they want to team up at a particular school. Whether you're an elite athlete or not, Peer pressure is of utmost, and I can't stress that enough, utmost importance at this age and at that time of life. And everyone wants to impress their friends. And what better way to impress your new top-tier buddies than going to play ball with them at the same school? Whereas if you're looking at it back in the day, the same effect could be applied by going to local college and being one of the few games... Excuse me here. Let me slow Let me slow that down. We're getting to the end of the answer. End of the week, I'm going to slow down here and finish strong. At least that's the plan. It'll be fun either way. So... Back in the day, the same effect could be applied by going to kind of the local college. So in regards to this question, USC and UCLA, and being one of the few games on nightly cable where all your high school friends could see your collegiate accolades. These were the kids who were, who were important to press, essentially. I mean, essentially back in the day, you did not have access to the top preps. They never got the chance to connect with one another like they do in modern times. So all in all, this creates a different era of networking 
top preps are connected to other elite athletes instead of just the local high school kids. And even though it may feel small, this difference could ultimately influence their final decision. So in conclusion, Samuel, the three reasons are one, recruiting is so much more widespread now. It is truly a national affair instead of a regional one. Two, the specialization of scouting allows programs to pinpoint their approach in regards to recruits' particular interests instead of the classic American spiel. And three, the interconnectivity of players. Top preps can now come into contact with one another via different avenues at a much higher frequency than they would have in the past. This allows them to discuss among themselves and ultimately decide they'd like to team up at a particular school before they ever even arrive on campus. So thanks for the question, Samuel. Really interesting. Seriously, really, really interesting question. A lot of fun to answer. Very creative. I mean, I just can't stress enough. Just a good question. I, I really enjoyed this on a Friday. So hope you all have a great weekend out there. And we'll end with the classic Cheetos and Tuna. I'm out.